0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman.
3: Kellogg's Pet. E E P Pet.
2: Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today we bring our story of Rufus Pelly and his attempt to sabotage the World Peace Federation to a smashing climax as a new and even more startling adventure awaits the Man of Steel. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, have you noticed the way folks step lively to the breakfast table when Kellogg's Pep heads the menu? Right off they hitch up their chairs and settle down to the business of good eating seems like you can hardly resist this catchy golden toasted cereal. And who wants to resist Pep's tender crispness? Or that light keen sunshine flavor Pep is famous for? Every crunchy flake is full of cool come on. Every spoonful is a rare treat in itself. Every dish of Pep with cool milk and sugar just about doubles the fun of breakfast. And don't forget, every package of Pep gives you a surprise prize. It'll be either a bright colored comic button picturing one of 18 famous comic strip characters... Depend on your jacket or your beanie cap, or it'll be a colored cardboard model of a light fighting plane, easy as a breeze to assemble. Just swap duplicates with the gang and collect all seven model planes in the series. Or your next prize may be a full-color bird picture. There are 24 of these, each with a full description on the reverse side, so that you'll really know a thing or two about birds. So, gang, what are you waiting for? Start collecting all three kinds of these slick pep prizes. Today, half-month gets you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Now, the adventures of Superman. Scheming to obtain control of the Metropolis Daily Planet, in order to use its pages to poison public opinion against the World Peace Federation, Rupert Pelley, a munitions magnate who profits from war, had editor Perry White and publisher John Grayson abducted. When they refused to turn over the great newspaper to him, Pelley had them tied hand and foot and placed in a rowboat to which a charge of explosives was attached. Then they were towed out to sea by a man who was ordered to destroy them. Meanwhile, on the trail of his friend, Superman carrying Inspector Henderson followed an underwater telephone line from a gasoline station on the mainland. As we continue now, the Man of Steel suddenly checked his flight above a moonlit island, on which a magnificent estate is situated. Listen. That's where the private phone line goes to, Inspector. That I down there. Why, what a layout! Acres of gardens, stable, private airport. Say, wait a minute. You know whose estate that is? Oh, who? Why, that's true. It was Kelly's place. He's the multimillionaire. He makes his money from war munitions, doesn't he? Oh, yes, that's true. But if the World Peace Federation brings all the nations together in friendship and understanding and so prevents future wars, Kelly will be out of business, right? Maybe so. But you're all wrong about him where this case is concerned, I tell you. And why does he have a private phone to Paul Bre- gas station across the bay, keeping in mind that Brower's car was used in Grayson's deduction. I don't know. But if you think Pelly a b at White and Grayson, let's see you'll find him there. You're not on the island now, but certainly not. You never were here. You'll we'll find out. I see Pelly's up in that glass wall turret on top of his
1: house, so hang on, Inspector. You're gonna call on him. Away <laughs>
2: Carrying Inspector Henderson, Superman streaks to the tip of the island, where Rufus Pelly's great stone house sprawls on the rocks above the sea. Meanwhile, three miles out, the sleek, powerful speedboat has throttled down. And at the moment that Hugo, Pelley's giant henchman, is about to cast off the rope attached to the rowboat in which Perry White and John Grayson sit, bound hand and foot. Henderson and Superman, again garbed in the inspector's long raincoat, and calling himself Mr. Jones, enter Rufus Pelley's glass-walled study, where the multi-millionaire munitions magnate answers Superman's questions coolly.
4: Yes, Mr. Jones. I have a private telephone connection with Paul Brower's gas station on the mainland. It's very convenient when guests arrive for the island. He phones us and we send our launch for them. Well, that sounds reasonable, sir. Uh, Jones? Yes, if it's the truth. Why, what do you mean, sir? We didn't tell Brower we wanted to see you.
2: But the moment we left, he grabbed the phone to warn you that we'd found the car in which John Grayson was abducted. And that we'd caught him in a damaging lie.
4: I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I think you do. Look, Mr. Pelley, Homer Smith works for you, doesn't he? Homer Smith? Who's he? The stooge for the murderous warmongers who are out to wreck the World Peace Federation. Smith blackmailed John Grayson and got himself appointed to run the Daily Planet, as you must know. Sorry. I have never heard of him. I think you have. I think he's your stooge.
4: Now, just a moment, Captain. Jones.
2: It, it would mean quite a lot to you. Millions, even billions of dollars if the World Peace Federation was kicked
4: out of the window. Wouldn't it, Mr. Pelly? You're very impertinent. As a matter of fact, I have no quarrel at all with the Peace Federation. But you listen to me, young man. Excuse me. Uh, Come in. Uh, What is it, Marsh?
5: Excuse me, sir. This telephone message just came for you, sir. The party said it was very important...
4: I'll call him and say I'll phone in a short while, Marsh. Yes. Sir. I'll take that paper, Marsh. Why, uh, now please, wait. Don't wait! Don't let him have it, Marsh. Look here, you can't do that, Inspector. I appeal to you. As... Oh, no, you never heard
2: of Homer Smith. Eh? Wait a minute! Look, John. Inspector. This message is from Homer Smith,
4: giving him a number for Pelly to call at once.
2: Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle.
4: So you are mixed up in this mess, huh? huh? Look out, Inspector! He's got a gun. Yes, and I know how to use it. Stand very still, gentlemen. Very stiff. You'd better put that gun down, Tully. Not until it is spoken. Twice, Inspector. Your friend, Mr. Jones, was too clever for your good. So you admit you're behind the plot to sabotage the Peace Federation? Of course. If the Peace Federation succeeds, there will be no more wars. And where would I be with my great arms and munition plants? My mines, my ships. You filthy rat.
2: You'd willingly drag the world into another war in order to lie... Wait, it.
4: Inspector, wait a minute. What did you do with Perry White and John Grayson, Pelly? <laughs> Since you're about to die, I'll tell you that, too. At any moment, you'll see an explosion directly out to sea. <laughs> that will mark the end of Mr. White and Mr. Grayson. What? What do you mean? They're in a rowboat equipped with one of my new weapons. A wonderful weapon, controlled by a radio beam from a central control station. In this case, a motorboat. I want you not to move. Look out! I shed lead, brother, but you don't shed this.
2: Nice going, Superman. Here, you, Marsh, or whatever your name is. Stand where you are. Yes, sir. Keep an eye on Pally, Inspector. I've got to go places. Through that glass wall.
6: Up and away!
2: through the heavy glass wall, Superman rockets up to sea, where at this moment in the boat, Hugo is about to press a button which will explode the rowboat and its two occupants into nothing. An aluminum cylinder on the bow of the rowboat. I've got to grab it before it explodes. Down!
6: up
2: above the moonlit waters with the speed of light, Superman snatches the aluminum cylinder from the bow of the boat in which Perry White and John Grayson sit, helpless and horrified. Without pausing, the man of steel leaps upward, high into the dark heavens, just as the cylinder explodes in his hands with a gigantic roar. Wow. That was a close shave. Now to pick up Mr. White and Grayson and collect that big roughneck in the street, join Henderson and Pelly.
6: Well, Kelly,
4: do you still think you can blackjack the American public into throwing out the World Peace Federation? I'm not talking until I see my lawyer. All
2: oh, the lawyers in the populace won't be able to save you from the chair, Mr. Rat. Well, I owe you an apology, Superman. You we were right all the time, and I was wrong. Forget it, Inspector.
5: And John Grayson and I owe you our lives, Superman.
2: I don't know how to say was all mine, gentlemen. With Mr. Pelly out of the way, the Peace Federation will have a better chance of succeeding. And for my money, the Federation is the only means of preventing an atomic war that would mean the end of all of us. You bet. Better... No question on it. Say, wait a minute. I almost forgot, Inspector. We've huh? got to pick up Homer Smith. I've already called headquarters and told them to trace Smith through the phone number he left for Pelley. Oh, good. And I guess the party's over. Now, uh, Mister White, I uh, I imagine you're in a hurry to write up your
6: scoop. Am I? And
2: how? Oh boy, what a scoop this is! Wait till those puffed-up reporters of mine see this! Ha uh-huh. ha! They'll be impressed, all right. Especially Kent. Well, uh, I'm going back to Metropolis. If you want to live, that would be wonderful. Okay, up with you then. Yeah. Goodbye, all. Goodbye, Goodbye, Superman.
1: Thanks again. Hello. Up, up, and, and away!
2: Well, Chief, working pretty late, aren't you? Oh, go away, Kent. Go away, I'm huh? busy. Working on the Rufus Pelly story? Uh, you bet I am.
7: Well, now, uh, what do you think of the old man, Kent? I guess this proves I can still show you young pups a thing or two about reporting, eh? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Sit still. I'll get it. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Oh. Lois
2: Clark at that place? Speaking, and unless I miss my guess, I'm talking to America's own Sherlock Holmes himself, my old pal, Candy Myers. Now, cut the comedy, Kent. I'm uh. in a rush. I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to get in on a terrific new scoop. Do I? What's cooking, Candy? Plenty, but plenty. Wait in the I can hardly wait. Give. Oh, no, not on the phone. And anyhow, the pot won't boil for exactly 30 minutes. Then the lid will blow off and break this town wide open. Hey, this sounds very interesting. That's putting it mildly. What is it, Candy? It's for me, Chief. In 30 minutes, you say, Candy? Chief, can you be at my place, then? Hey, I'll be there with bells on. Good.
6: And be prepared for the surprise and the story of your life,
2: brother. Fifteen minutes after Boning Clark Kent to come to his home, Candy Myers, the popular private detective, drives his car into the garage behind his little bungalow on the waterfront where he lives alone. As he steps from the garage into the moonlit darkness of his tiny backyard.
3: Okay, guys, let him have it. Yeah. The...
6: What the hell? Oh! <laughs>
2: Taken by surprise as several burly figures leap at him out of the darkness, Candy Myers is knocked to his knees. He recovers, starts to fight back. Then overpowered, he is beaten as his assailants wield blackbacks and gun butts. A moment later, Candy lies battered and still in the quiet moonlight. What is the meaning of this brutal attack on the friendly, much-loved private detective? And is he dead? We are beginning an exciting new Superman adventure gang. And you won't want to miss a single tense minute of it. So be sure to be with us tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines, and it is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Cereal.
5: Behold, My
0: process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loop Quick subscription box, yeah, for an exclusive Loop on surprises known to you door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! Through the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! The box, let's
2: Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Cereal presents the Adventures of Superman. What? As we begin an exciting new adventure Andy Meyer's big story has led the private detective Straight into a mysterious ambush Hello there gang This is your pal Dan McCullough You know one of the best things about the prizes In Kellogg's Pet Is the swell surprise when you see Which one of the three different kinds of pet prizes You'll find at your next package For instance, you might find one of 18 different comic buttons To pin on your jacket or your beanie cap each picturing a favorite comic strip character in bright color. Or you might find a model of the famous Allied Fighting Plane, one of seven exciting plane models in the series made of colored cardboard and a cinch to put together. Or you might find a beautiful full-color bird picture from a series of 24, each with a description on the reverse side so that you'll be a bird who really knows birds. Yes, you'll find one or the other of these three slick kinds of prizes in every package of Kellogg's Pet. And while you're collecting them, Just think of the prize eating you can put in when you sit down to breakfast with a dish of those crisp flakes of whole wheat before you. Think of the keen, catchy flavor, that light, fresh, sunshine flavor, that terrific pep flavor you spoon up all cool and refreshing. Yes, sir, a bowl of pep with cool milk and sugar is strictly on the beam. In fact, from every angle, pep's a prize dish. So get wise to the prize in your next pep package. Ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Now, the adventures of Superman. After rescuing editor Perry White and John Grayson and crushing the attempt by Rufus Pelleg to wreck the World Peace Federation, Superman returned to the Daily Planet in his guise of reporter Clark Kent. He had hardly arrived when he received a phone call from his friend Candy Myers, the private detective, who told him to come to his house in half an hour and be in on a terrific news story. But a few minutes later, in the little yard behind his waterfront bungalow, Candy was ambushed by several men who leaped at him from the darkness. As we continue now, unaware of what has happened, Kent is in a taxi cab with Perry White, en route to keep his appointment with Candy. Listen. Hey, you know, it's almost midnight, Chief. You've had a rough time. You ought to go home to bed. Nothing going, Kent. I got one big scoop tonight, and now, according to Candy Myers, we're going to get another one. Ah, two news beats in one night. That's what happened. when the old man rolls up his sleeves and goes to work. Uh-huh. Meaning yourself, I presume? Naturally. Didn't I get the Rufus Pelley story? Why, uh... Yeah, yes, I suppose you did. You suppose I did. If I didn't, who did? You? Well, I might have had a little to do with it. Are you kidding? You weren't within 40 miles of the island when Superman and I wrapped up Mr. Pelly and his rats and the story. Oh, it was you and Superman, eh? You bet it was.
5: Well, I'll admit
2: he did most of the work. Nice of you to admit that. But I was on the ball every minute. huh. just goes to show that when the chips are down, the old man can give you young pup reporters all the breaks and still come home with the story.
6: <laughs> yeah, wonderful, Chief.
2: Uh, what'd you say? Nothing. 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 Oh. I wonder what this story is that Candy Myers has got hold of. Well, all I know is he said it would whip this town wide open. Mm, sounds wonderful. Myers doesn't talk that, does he? Oh, sir, not Candy. am oh, good. Say, this driver must think we're out for the air. Now, uh, look, driver, we're in a hurry.
7: Relax, bud. Bud. <laughs> we're practically there. Hey, do you mind using all four wheels when you turn a corner? You said you was in a hurry, didn't you? Sure, but I want to get there alive. Easy, chief. Here we are. Goodness, what a driver. Well, this is it, kids. Kids? <laughs> That'll be 165. i get it, Chief. Never mind, never mind. Keep your money. Uh, here you are, driver. Keep the change. Much obliged, Pop.
2: Uh, now it's Pop.
4: Now listen, you. <laughs> wait a minute. Don't
2: you mind, Gee? Come on, he's oh, upset. all right. Let go of my
4: sleep. I'll huh. Well, this is the forsaken neck of the woods.
6: Mm. Damn true.
2: What does Candy live out here for? Well, he used to be a waterfront detective, and he likes the waterfront.
5: No accounting for taste.
2: <laughs> Watch this step. I see him. I see him.
8: Oh, that's funny.
2: What is? Candy isn't home. How well, do you know he isn't? I can... Uh, well, well, there there are no lights. No, it's late. I just decided to take a little nap until we got here. No, no, he didn't. I mean,
7: that, that, that isn't likely. Now, look. Look, I was with Superman tonight. I saw him face to face and take my word for it. You are not anything like him. So stop trying to see through the door. Ring the bell.
2: Go on.
6: Well, all right. I tell you... Never mind.
2: Never mind. He said to be here in 30 minutes, Sidney. Yes? And it's about 45 minutes since he called. Oh, I know, but... Quick, Scott! What? What's the matter? The backyard. The backyard. Follow me, Chief. What? See? Here,
6: Candy,
2: on the ground, Chief. Candy. Candy. Good Godfrey. What happened to us? Either in an accident or... Oh, no, he was beaten terribly beaten.
1: Well, who... Oh, never
2: mind. Listen to his heart, Ken. Is, is he? All right, all right. Is he? A minute, just a minute, please, Chief. Yes, his heart's beating. Oh, Fine. Weekly. He... Uh-oh, wait a minute. What's this in his hand? Hmm. Looks like a handkerchief. Yes, it is a handkerchief, but... But what? Are you going to waste time looking at a uh, handkerchief at a time like this? We've got to find a doctor. No, I know. Wait a minute. The Marine Hospital isn't far from here. We'll take Candy there. Well, now, oh, we haven't got a car. We'll go to the corner and find a cab. Okay, okay, I hope I can find one. He's gone. Now,
6: out of these clothes.
2: The quickest way to get poor Candy to the hospital is a Superman. There we are. All set. Now, up with him. Gently. So. Now.
6: Up! And away! Now, there
2: you are, Ken. Now, listen. What's what's the. Loud, Chief. You're in a hospital. What happened? I got back with the
5: cab. You and Candy were both gone. How'd you get here?
2: I uh, I found some fast transportation. Now what do you
7: mean? I was only gone a minute. Oh, no and one... well, what's the difference? Here comes the doctor. The doctor, how's Candy Myers? Uh, pretty weak, but he'll pull through. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's wonderful. Can you see him? Not until morning, Mister Kent. The poor chap received a terrible beating. Yes, I know. That's why we want to see him as soon well, as we, we can. want to find out if he knows who the rascal is or who did it. It will have to wait until morning. Mr. Myers needs rest, and we've given him a sedative to make sure he gets it. I okay. oh, Come on, Kent. We'll grab a few hours sleep at the newspaper club and be back first thing in the morning. He's right in here, gentlemen. Now, remember, Mr. Myers is much better, but don't let me talk too much. We won't, Doctor. Come on, Chief. Uh, my supplies, Dr. Ross. Oh, that's all right.
2: Look at all the bandages on him, Candy. Poor chap. Uh, how you doing, Candy? Oh, hello, Candy. Hi. Uh, Hi, Mr. White. Well, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, like I was put through a meat grinder. Bet. How's with you? Oh, we're Who wrong. gave you the works, Candy? Oh, some bad boys. What bad boys? Oh, uh their names escape me at the Come moment. on, come on. I can see you know who they are. Well, I... i got a rough idea. Oh, then tell us. We want to help you. Uh, thanks, Chum, but... I don't need any help. Oh, look, here, Candy. You heard me, Kent. This is strictly my own party. I suspect a very fancy double cross. Well... Some boys got rough, so... Okay, little Candy will have to prove to some punks can take care of himself. Yes, but look, Candy, uh, can... How'd the uh, Dodgers come out yesterday? Anybody know? He's stalling. I know, I know. Now, listen to me, Candy. You were beaten within an inch of your life. You're telling and me... And now you've got some fool idea of settling things in your own way you're a detective. You know that isn't the way to play. You're all through, can't. Well, for the moment. Then tell me how the Dodgers made out yesterday. Oh, confound it. Just, Just a moment. Look, Candy, what happened to you last night was tied up with a big story you said you had for me. Isn't that right? I'm not talking, Chum. But you've got to talk. Look, I, I don't know what this is all about, but I do know that you're I'm heading for more trouble. A lot more. Here. Look at this. What's that? A handkerchief. It was carefully placed in your hand when I found you last night. Yes, I remember. But, oh boy, look, there's writing on it. Huh? There is. What does it say? It's printed very roughly in ink. It says, "Keep your nose clean." What? In the vernacular, chief, that means keep your nose out of other people's business. Oh, oh the dirty rats! They thought they could scare me into laying off an investigation, huh? They thought I'd be scared to even go near that subway now. And a uh, uh, subway? Uh, uh, what about a subway? Uh, all right, come on, Candy, come on, give. What's this about a subway and an investigation? Well, every time I open my big mouth, I would put my foot in it. Okay, chums, I... I guess I'll have to give you the lowdown. Good. Well, but but time? Right now, I, uh... Oh, my head is spinning like a top. What? There are, there are polka dots in front of my eyes. oh hey, Dr. Roskett. No, 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 I'm... I'm okay, just... Just weak. Doc said I'd be like this for a few days Oh. but what uh, about well, well uh, let me let me grab 40 weeks first say, say about a half hour oh, sure slack sure. then and I'll give you a story that'll make your eyes pop and I mean pop okay candy sure half
1: an hour. Come on Chief
2: what is the exciting story which Candy Myers has promised to reveal? After waiting for 30 minutes in the hospital lobby, Clark Kent and Perry White are on their way back to Candy Myers' room to hear the detective's story when Dr. Ross hurries toward them.
7: Oh, Mr. Kent. Mr. White. Yes, what is it, Doctor? Mr. Myers. Candy. What about him? He... he's gone. gone. Gone? Gone? What do you mean? Well, I... I wanted to see how he was getting along. Yes? So, I went to his room a few moments ago and he wasn't there. What? That's right. Once more, he's no place in the hospital. I... I can't understand it. He... he seems to have vanished. Oh, good God. Their jaws
2: dropping in amazement. Clark and Perry White stare at the pale physician. How could the injured Candy Myers disappear from the hospital in broad daylight? What has happened to Candy? Is this latest development further sequel to the startling story he had promised to reveal? Tomorrow's episode is tense and exciting, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Path, the Sunshine Serial.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet.
2: strange mystery hovers over the news story that Candy Myers promised Clark Kent. As without any reason, Candy disappears. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, how's breakfast at your house? Is it, uh, you know, just breakfast? Or is it a snappy sort of meal that looks cool and crisp, tastes cool and crisp, and helps you feel cool and crisp as you start the day? I mean, gang, does your breakfast start off with a bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir, Pep with Cool Milk and Sugar is an appetite tickler from way back. Why, those crisp flakes of whole wheat are packed to the brim with keen, catchy, nippy flavor. Strictly terrific flavor, no kidding. And something else strictly terrific about Pep is the prizes it gives you. Three smooth kinds of prizes, one in every package. And you never know which kind you'll get next. Could be, for instance, you'll find a model of light fighting plane in colored cardboard. One of seven nifty Pep planes you can collect. Or it could be you'll find one of 24 new full-color bird pictures with a full description on the first side so you can identify these birds in the air. Or it could be your next pep prize will be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing a famous funnies character like Smiling Jack or, or Skeezix or Superman himself. Yes, you'd look mighty slick with all 18 of these buttons pinned on your jacket or your beanie cap. So start collecting all three kinds of these swell pep prizes. Ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, tomorrow. And now the adventures of Superman Promising a sensational news scoop Private Detective Candy Myers asked Clark Kent to come to his waterfront bungalow that night But when Kent arrived with editor Perry White They found Candy unconscious, cruelly beaten The next morning in the hospital, Candy refused to discuss the affair Saying he had an idea who his attackers were And insisting angrily that he would deal with them alone Finally, however, he agreed to tell his story if Kenton White would leave him for half an hour because he was tired. But as Kenton White started back to his room, Candy's physician met them with startling news. Listen.
7: What is it, Dr. Ross? Why are you so excited? He, he's gone. What? Who's gone? Mr. Myers is... he's gone. Gone? What do you mean, doctor? I went to his room a few minutes ago. Yes? But he wasn't there. Wasn't there? And he isn't anywhere else in the hospital. What? He, He simply vanished. Good God, oh, let's right. have a look in his room. Come on. Mr. Myers was right here in this room, in this bed. Yes, I know. But when I came in to see him a few minutes ago, he uh, he was gone. I can't understand it. We left him here just half an hour ago. He said he wanted to take a nap. You say you searched the hospital, Dr. Ross? Yes. Yes, he isn't here, Mr. Kent. Oh, nonsense. He must be here. He couldn't just disappear into thin air. Oh, it's obvious that Candy either walked out, Chief. He couldn't
2: walk out. He was hurt too badly. Oh, well, Candy's a pretty tough customer.
7: I see his street clothes are gone from the closet. He couldn't walk, I tell you. Could he, Doctor? Well, he was in bad shape. But as Mr. Kent says, he's uh, rugged. He might have walked, but I... walk. Walk where? The corridor is full of nurses and doctors. And Candy was bound up in bandages like a mummy. Somebody would have seen him. Now that's what I was about to say. He
2: could have left through this window. The window. Are you of your mind, Kent? No, take a look for yourself, Chief. This is a low second floor, and the roof of the veranda runs directly below. It's only a short drop to the veranda roof and another short drop to the ground. Oh, now, wait It's Mr. a short Kent, I... drop for you, but not for an injured man. Anyhow, why in thunder would Candy want to pull a fool stunt like that? Well, he might not have wanted to. He might have been forced. Forced? Mm-hmm. What? By who? Why? Candy was badly beaten last night because of something he discovered. It's possible that someone overheard him promise to tell us all about it and spirited him away so he couldn't talk.
4: Good heavens. Nobody could have overheard him.
2: The three of us were here alone in this Somebody room. Somebody could have been out there on that veranda roof, right under the window. Oh, well, Dr. Ross, I suggest you contact the police at once. We'll get in touch with you later. Very well. Come on, Chief. Uh, where? To Candy's house. I just remembered something. Something very important. <laughs>
7: Now, just what in thunder are you looking for, Kent? I told you, Chief.
2: Candy was investigating something. Apparently he made an important discovery which somebody didn't want him to make. Well, I can figure that out for myself. Mr. Oh. Brilliant Detective. But what was he investigating and what discovery did he make? Oh, nothing there. I don't know what he discovered. Uh, that's a great help. But I think he was investigating the subway. The subway. Mm hmm. You remember when the uh, the new tube under Ninth Avenue caved in last month? No, I'll say I do. Three people killed and a couple of hundred injured. Well, what about it? Only this. Candy was riding in the subway at the time. And he barely escaped serious injury. And what's more, he was wild mad when he saw all those people hurt. Matter of fact, he came to me. He said he wanted me to help him investigate the accident. I was going to, but that uh, atom bomb story came up then. Mm-hmm. Well, well, just that I think Candy went on with the investigation himself. He's a stubborn guy, you know. I believe you may have turned up something. Oh, nonsense. The city made its own investigation. They found the cave-in was caused by a fault in the rock, which hadn't been there when the tube was put through. Just one of those unfortunate things, that's all. Uh, maybe. No maybe about it. Mayor Marshall issued the report himself. You don't doubt his honesty, do you?
6: No,
7: but...
2: You'd better not. He worked like a dog to help elect him. No. No, Candy
7: must have been working on something else, Kent. Uh, maybe... Well, there's nothing
2: in this chest but some shirts and stuff. And there was nothing in the desk or in the bedroom. Afraid the fellows who beat him up last night got away with his evidence. If there was any evidence. We'll see. how about his office? No, it's always closed during August. Jackson, his assistant, takes his vacation then and Candy goes to the ballgames. Say, look, Chief. I'm going back to the hospital. What for? Well, someone may have turned up by now who saw Candy being taken away. If so, I'll have to move fast. I don't think Candy will get away with just a beating this time. Oh,
5: no. Well, isn't there something we can do? I'm going to do something,
2: right now. Now, you can get... You're going to do
7: something.
5: Yes,
2: now, please, Chief, no question. But... but... I suggest you send a good reporter, say, uh, uh, Tony Sloan, out to that subway cave-in right away. I passed it the other day, and it isn't quite cleaned up yet. Tell him to get samples of concrete used in the tube and
3: the... Are you still harping on that? I tell you, there's nothing in it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, please,
2: Chief. When I showed Candy the handkerchief we found him last night, the one that had, uh, keep your nose clean printed on it, Uh he blurted out that somebody was trying to frighten him into staying away from the subway. I don't
7: remember his saying anything about a subway. He just said
2: somebody was trying to scare him. No, no, he said the subway, I tell you. Now, please, Chief, you're losing valuable time. Candy's life is at stake. We can't afford to overlook any kind of clue. All right, all right, I'll send somebody out. Fine. Now, I'll get out. But I can't send Tony Sloan. He's on the corner story. Goldman is doing the follow-up on the pulley case. I'll send Jim. Oh, no, no. It might be too dangerous for him. Dangerous? <laughs> dangerous, my foot. But, oh, well, okay. I'll send Lois along with him. <laughs> okay, but tell him to be careful. Very careful. I'll see you later, Chief. Listen,
9: we got here just in time, Jim. See, the steam shovel is clearing out what's left of the
10: cave-in, too. Yeah, the hole will be clean in no time. How are we going to get close enough to get some chunks of the old concrete in the rock? There are guards all around the place. I know how. Come with me. Here. Where, Miss Lane? To that big
9: dump truck. The steam shovel is dumping the old concrete into it. Oh, you mean we'll snitch some out of the truck? No, oh, we're not snitching, Jim. That stuff belongs to the city, and we're citizens. Besides, it's valueless. They're just going to take it somewhere and dump it maybe into the harbor. It's
10: not valueless, but it helps us find Candy
9: Myers. Gosh, poor Candy. She's an awful swelter. That's so allowed. Do you want everyone to know what we're here for? Oh, I'm sorry. They're just workmen around though, of the guards. Well, we don't know who's around, Jim. Get ready now. Get behind the truck. Fill that shoebox. But do it quickly. I will. Stay on this side of the truck until we get to the rear so that the guards don't see us. Okay. Get ready.
6: All right, Jim. Now. Okay.
9: that What? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Got a G-L box. Come on in. Hurry. Right. Watch for empty taxi. Okay. Gosh, when that guard hollered at you, my heart jumped right up in my throat. Never mind the guard. Just keep your eyes peeled for a taxi. Oh, I'll feel better when we're away from here. So will I. These guys... Look out! Jim, behind the car! Jim, look out!
2: Shouting, Lois Lane sees it. Give me Olsen's arm. A large black sedan roars down on them from behind. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were leaving the scene of the recent subway cave in with a shoebox full of concrete specimens. A large black sedan, throttle open, roared down on the boy reporter from behind. Shouting an alarm, Lois
5: seized Jimmy's arm.
6: Look out! Jim! Look out!
10: Clayton <laughs> lizard was that close. You, you saved my life, Miss Lane. Oh,
9: I'm weak in the knees.
10: Oh. Stupid driver. He must have seen sure you. Sure, he did. He didn't even blow his horn. Look here, he comes now. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. So am I. You all right, kid. Yeah, but it's not your
9: fault. Why don't you look
10: where you're going? What were you trying to do? Kill us both? Gee, I'm sorry. Here, let me brush
7: you off, kid. Never huh? mind. Uh, come here, Harry. Give me a hand, will you? Okay,
10: Joe. I said never mind. Brushing you off. Take your hands off me.
7: Come on, walk a little bit, kid. See if you're okay. Are hey,
10: you all right, kid? Sure, I'm okay. Let go of me, I
7: said. I want to make sure. Take his arm, Harry. Yeah. Come on, kid. Hey, what's the idea?
10: You
7: let him alone. Get to the car with you. kid. Hey, look here! What?
6: Hey, let go! Oh, get in there!
7: Okay, Harry, step on it. Help! Help! Please!
2: Help! Struggling frantically, Jimmy Olsen is thrust into the black sedan, which rushes away, leaving Lois Lane so thunderstruck that she cannot even call out. What does this mean? Is the shoebox of old concrete, which Jimmy still clutches instinctively. The reason for this mysterious attack? What will happen to the boy reporter? And what has happened to Ken Myers? Our story has taken a strange and menacing twist. Don't fail to be with us Monday when stranger things occur and a startling surprise. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday
0: at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Cereal. you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leak tall buildings at a single bound.
2: Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
6: Kellogg's Pep. P E B Pep.
2: Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. man of steel has dealt another blow when he finds that not only is Candy Myers still missing, but Jimmy Olsen has been abducted. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, you know something that'll make you want to put on speed while getting ready for breakfast? Why, it's Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir. If you know there's a bowl of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, waiting for you, you're likely to show up at breakfast on the Double Quick. Because who can put off sampling the crisp white tenderness of those good flakes of whole wheat? Who can delay when Kellogg's Pep, with cool milk and sugar, is such a smooth treat? And say, speaking of smooth, did you ever see anything to beat the slick prizes Pep gives you? Three different kinds of prizes, each one a honey, and one or the other in each package of Pep. For instance, your next prize may be a beautiful bird picture in brilliant color with a full description on the reverse side. Collect all 24 of them, and will you be a wise bird on birds? Or maybe your next pep prize will be one of the seven exciting colored cardboard plane models. Easy and fun to put together. Or maybe it'll be a bright colored comic button, picturing a favorite comic strip character. Eighteen in all, pin on your jacket or your beanie cap. There's one or the other of these three snappy prizes in every pep package. So make sure Mom keeps you supplied with Kellogg's Pep, won't you? Now, the adventures of Superman few minutes after promising Clark Kent a sensational story, private detective Candy Myers was ambushed by several men and severely beaten. In the hospital, Candy was reluctant to discuss the affair, but finally agreed to tell his story to Kent and editor Perry White. Before he could do so, however, he disappeared. Knowing that Candy had been investigating a recent subway disaster, Kent searched for his friend, while Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane went to a caved-in subway tube. There, Jimmy filled a shoebox with samples of the broken concrete which was being removed. But as he was leaving with Lois, he was seized by some men, forced into a car, and spurred it away. As we continue now, some time has elapsed, and Lois is in Perry White's office at the Daily Planet. Listen.
4: A uh,
7: fine reporter you are, Lois. Didn't you have sense enough to get the license number of the car?
9: If you'll just listen a moment, Chief. I started to tell you I tried to, but it was smeared with mud. I couldn't read the numbers. No. All I'm sure of is that it was a, a Metropolis plate. One corner was clean enough for me to see the color.
2: Uh, big help that is. There are only about a half a million cars in Metropolis. Well, what about the men who grabbed Jim? You must have seen them.
9: I got a good look at two of them. One was husky and dark, about, uh, oh, 32 years old. No, no. He wore a tan sport shirt. And the other one was smaller, husky too, with watery blue eyes. The first one called him Harry.
2: Well, did you give those descriptions to Inspector Henderson? Of
9: course I did. Oh, Chief, I'm so worried. You're worried?
2: Well, what do you think I am? And what are we going to tell Jim's mother?
9: I don't know. And Ken.
7: Nah, he should have studied tattooing. A fine reporter he is. Just when he's needed, where is he? I don't know. Probably looking for footprints in Mrs. O'Leary's vegetable
9: patch. Who's Mrs. O'Leary? How should I know? That kid, I could... Deal. You could watch it. Whoop!
2: Oh, here you are. Now, the b
9: time. Now, listen. Clark, you... the most terrible thing has happened. Jim... I
2: know all about it, Lois. I just left Inspector Henderson. Oh, yeah. He... And did he find out
7: anything yet? Apart from what the day of the week it is, I mean? Not
2: yet, but don't sneer at him, Chief. He's a good man, and he's doing everything possible. I know, I know. It's just that... Oh, well, somebody's got to find Jim if we only had a lead, if we only knew why he was taken away. That's simple. Sim-
9: what do you mean, Carl? Jim was taken away
2: for the same reason Candy Myers was beaten up last night. But why? Would- Candy had already discovered something about the cave-in of the new Ninth Avenue subway tube. Something somebody didn't want him to discover. Well, when Jim was seen taking concrete specimens from the dump truck, the same somebody decided he knew too much, too. So
6: <laughs> so they grabbed him. Exactly.
2: Maybe, maybe. But that's all theory, can Have uh, you know any proof? No, I haven't yet, but i got a hunch I'm right. Well, that's not enough. How are you going to? If I could only find Candy, he could tell me where to look for Jim Candy Andy Hood. Well, sure, he knew who was behind all this. Don't you remember, Chief? That's what he was going to tell us before he disappeared. Well, oh, yes, that's right. If I only knew where he was, I. Oh, could... that may be Henderson. Nah, I'll take it. I've got it.
7: Hello. Want to talk to Clark Kent? Is that you, Candy? Candy?
2: Is it really? Yeah. Kind of worried when you couldn't find me in the hospital. Huh? Well, say we certainly were. What happened? Who took you out of there? Took myself out. You what? Hey, Kent.
6: Well, you had a job to do, didn't I? Nobody can make a sucker
2: in a punching bag out of Candy Myers. No, sir. Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, look, Candy, where are you? Never mind where I am. Oh, but you've got to tell me, Candy, or else you've got to come here. You see, something's happened. I'm not, not was... going to tell you, and I'm not going to come there. But look, I Candy, thought I... thought this was my own party. I know, but... I'm going to handle it all by my lonesome. But, Candy, listen, I'm just Jim... I had... to tell you about the hospital. You're my pal, Candy. But look... I don't want you to worry. Goodbye now. No wait, Candy. Jim was taken away by the same people who beat you. Candy, Candy. Oh, what's the matter?
9: Clark? Candy, what is it?
2: Oh, yum. Wouldn't tell me where he was, Godfrey. Why? I don't know. Gave me the same routine he did this morning about this being his own personal fight and he was going to settle it alone. You know, he sounded a bit strange.
9: I don't understand. How do you mean strange? I, I, I don't quite know. Well, well never mind
7: that now? Uh, did he tell you who took him out of the hospital?
2: Nobody did. He said he just walked out. What? Sure. Oh, now how am I going to find Jim? I was counting on Candy to tell me. Wait a minute, Henry Marshall.
4: Who? The mayor. Oh, well, what about him? What are you talking, talking about, Ken? Now,
2: I've got to talk to Mayor Marshall at once. I'll see you later. So you see, Mister Mayor, I'm convinced that Jim Olson's disappearance is tied up with that subway cave-in. Somebody has something to hide.
5: I'm sure. I can't imagine what, can. There's nothing mysterious about that terrible disaster last month.
2: I think there was. I tell you, there wasn't. Just as I told your friend, Candy Myers. I went over the investigation report very carefully. The cave-in was caused by a fault in the rock above the tube. The fault developed after the tube was put through. I see. Uh, tell me, who was in charge of the investigation? The Clint player? Morgan, the building commissioner. Clint Morgan, eh? Well, he's a man I want to see, but I, I don't happen to know him. Uh, would you mind introducing me? No, I'll be glad to as soon as he gets back to town. Back to town? Why, where is he? On vacation. Just went away today. He'll be gone about two weeks. Oh, I can't wait that long. Uh, do you happen to know where he's vacationing? Mm, No, no, I have no idea, Kent, but... Now, look here, Mr. Mayor, this is serious. A boy's life may be at stake. If you're going to start pushing... Now, now, just a moment, Kent. I didn't think so much of you personally and of your newspaper. I'd resent that. But I know you're worried. I tell you, I don't know where Morgan is. He wouldn't tell anyone where he was going on his vacation. He said he was worn out. He was going to fish and rest where nobody could bother him. Oh, I see, uh... Well, oh, I'm sorry I made that crack, Mr. Mayor, but I am worried. You see, I can't locate Candy Myers, and I thought the building commission might be able to... No, excuse me. Yes, yeah, sure. Yes? There's a Mr. Candy Myers on the line, sir. Candy Myers? What? On the phone, you say? Yes. Sir.
7: Tell her to put him on, Mr. Mayor, and for heaven's sake,
2: try to make him tell you where he is. All right. Uh, put him on, Miss Johnson. That's strange not we were just talking about. Him. I know. Hello? Oh. Mayor Marshall? Yes. Uh, look, Mr. Myers, uh, I have someone here at the moment. Uh, tell me where you are, and I'll call you back in a few minutes. Uh, I'm in a
7: drugstore. Drugstore? Find out where. And you can't
6: call me back. No, why not? Because nobody's going to know where I am till I finish my job. you listen
2: to me, Mr. Mayor. I wasn't born yesterday, see? And I wasn't born the day before. I know what the score is, see? I know all about it.
7: I can't hear you. There's some disturbance on the line. I'll call the operator.
2: No, 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 don't. You might keep the connection.
7: There, the line's clearing See if you can't get him to tell you where that drug story is I
2: must know
5: yeah, I'll do my Something best to scare Candy Myers. I said
2: I'd find out about that subway I in. missed what you said, Myers There was some noise on the line Now, if you'll just let me call you back well... The noise is gone now It's just the L train outside
7: So you don't have to call me back The elevator train That means he's on Market Street I'll find him You better listen to what I say, Mr. Mayor uh, wait,
2: Kent. Market Street is over ten miles long. There must be hundreds of drug stores. You no, know, but you're just trying to keep him talking. Kent, yes, yes, yes. I, I hear you, Myers. You can't possibly find him, Kent. I have to find him.
7: Song. So well, let's see. Where can I change clothes? Ah, there's nobody in this office at the moment. So I'll just borrow
2: it long enough to strip down to my Superman costume. So, Candy's in a drug store somewhere on Market Street, eh? That's where the L train runs. Now, if I can only find him before he leaves, he can tell me where Jim is. All right, there we are, all set. Now, for this
4: window, and out.
6: Up and away!
2: Leaving from the city hall, Superman streaks away to Market Street to begin his desperate search for Candy Myers. Will he find him knowing only that Candy Myers was in one of the great number of drugstores along the ten-mile length of Market Street. Superman has been rocketing above the street, his keen eyes searching below. Wait a minute. There's a drugstore. No, Candy isn't in it. Away! I must find him. He can help me find him. Oh, there's another drugstore. No, it's not there either. Away! Doctor. Oh, if only the mayor kept him talking so Candy didn't leave the store. Hold it. There's another drugstore. Oh, no, wait a minute. That crowd of people outside. Oh, there's a the man lying on the sidewalk. Great Scott, it's Candy. Down to him. Down. Somebody call an ambulance. Pardon me, please. Let me through, please. Ted. he... All... Is he really dead? Rooted in his tracks, his sense is reeling. Superman looks over the heads of the crowd at the motionless figure of Candy Myers sprawled on the sidewalk. Here's the crowd babble that his friend is dead. What has happened now? And how can Superman trace Jimmy Olsen? He had counted on Candy Myers to direct him to the missing reporter. Don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode. Whatever you do, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines. It's brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent, using his unusual powers as Superman, manages to turn up an important clue which may lead him to Jimmy Olsen. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, have you noticed how you just naturally feel like cutting your family and friends in on the good eating you find in Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal? Sure, maybe you go into detail and tell how crisp and cool and crunchy Pep is. Or maybe you tell how those light, refreshing flakes of whole wheat tease and please your taste. And say, I'd sure like to be around when you tell about those swell prizes you find in packages of Pep. I've got an idea. You'll say, jeepers, are those Pep prices slick? And of course, you'll tell about the three different kinds of prizes. ...and how it's always a grand surprise to find out which one of the three you'll get in your next pet package. How it could be a model fighting plane in colored cardboard, one of seven great pet planes you can collect. Or could be one of 24 new full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side so you can identify these birds in the air. Or could be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing a famous comic strip character... ...swell for pinning on your jacket or your beanie cap. And say, while you're telling about those three kinds of pet prizes... Don't forget to ask Mom to bring home a supply of Kellogg's Pep for you. Now, the adventures of Superman. Believing that private detective Candy Myers had been beaten up and abducted because of his investigation of a recent subway disaster, Clark Kent searched for his friend, while Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane went to the scene of the disaster. They were leaving with samples of the rubble when Jimmy was seized, thrown into a car, and driven away. Hoping that Candy could furnish a clue to Jimmy's whereabouts, Kent redoubled his efforts to find the detective. Finally, a strange phone call from Candy Myers himself told Kent only that he was in a drugstore somewhere on Market Street. As Superman, Kent streaked above Market Street and on a sidewalk outside a drugstore, he saw the sprawled, motionless figure of Candy. As we continue now, Superman has resumed his guise of Clark Kent and having carried Candy into the back room of the drugstore, is standing by as Dr. Jacobs, a neighborhood physician who was hastily summoned, works over him. Listen.
1: Candy's moving his head, Doctor.
2: Yes, he's regaining consciousness. Oh, good. I hope as soon as you've questioned him, you'll persuade him to go home to bed, Mr. Kent. He's quite weak, apparently, from the terrible beating you say he got last night. That's why he fainted. Yes, poor chap. Why he sounded so strange over the telephone. I don't think he knew what he was saying. That's quite likely. Oh, he is coming too. Candy. Candy. He hasn't uh, fully regained consciousness <laughs> yet. Oh. Where? Uh-oh. Will you oh, hold it up, please, Mr. Candy? Yeah, sure. Of course I will. Uh, uh, now, wait a minute. Easy,
10: Candy Boy. Easy.
2: Uh, all right, it's okay. Uh, it Drink this, young man.
10: No. Drink it, Candy. Yeah,
3: that, yeah that'll make what? you feel better. Yeah, Good let him boy. lie down again, now. Uh, all
2: right. Where, where am I? You're in a drugstore, Candy, but you're okay. You just fainted. Fainted? Mm-hmm. Just... Candy, it's you, isn't it, Candy? Sure it is. Now, just you uh, take it easy. Get your strength uh, back.
10: Oh, fainted.
2: I... I don't remember. He's doing all right now. Well, I've got to leave. If I have a patient waiting. If you need me, ask the druggist to call me. I'll be right over. I will. Thanks a million, Doctor. You're welcome. Huh. Who's that? It's Dr. Jacobs. Huh. Oh, wait a minute, Doctor. I haven't paid you. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll send you a bill sometime. Goodbye and good luck. Goodbye.
7: Oh, I don't get it. Say I fainted, can't? Yes, you left the hospital today like a chump. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was... Gonna square things with Clint Morgan and his goons, but then I got kind of... Clint Morgan, and...
2: the building commissioner? Yeah, the... Dirt. Uh, uh, uh... no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't that Morgan. There was some other guy. Oh, cut it out, Candy! Cut it out! Now that Jim's missing, you've got to come clean with everything you know. Uh, Jim? Yes. Jim Olson. I think he's in the hands of the same gang who beat you up last night. Jumpin' Jim, my... Oh, please, now, don't give me any more of that. This is strictly my own party routine. You've got to help me find Jim. Yeah, sure, of course. Can't allow to do anything for Jim, you know that, but... well, Well, what happened? Tell me. Well, when you disappeared from the hospital this morning I thought you'd been taken away by the gang of beat you up Uh Uh-huh, go on Well, from something you let slip I was pretty sure that you were in trouble Because you were investigating the cave-in on the new Ninth Avenue subway, too I don't know how you figured that out, but you were right And I reasoned that you'd found out something about that cave-in Something somebody didn't want you to. Right again. So while I tried to pick up your trail from the hospital, Jim and Lois went over to the cave-in to pick up some samples of the concrete. I what had a that the... Co- you said Lois. Uh-huh. Well, don't tell me she's missing, too. Oh, no, no, no. She's all right. It's just Jim. You see, some men grabbed him when he was leaving with the stuff. Threw him into a car I and got away with, with him. Morgan. It must have been Clint Morgan. His gorillas probably saw Jim sneaking the concrete samples. Oh, no, it, 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 it wasn't Morgan. Lois described the men, and while well, I don't know Morgan, I have seen him, and it wasn't he. Well, of course not, I I don't mean Morgan himself. It was his goons. Oh. I, I'm sure of it. Just like I'm sure they gave me the works last night. Did you recognize them? No, but I know it was. Because Morgan tried to hush me up when he found out I was all set to pin the wrap for the subway cable on him. That was after I got a photostatic copy of the original engineer's report on the subway site, showing the fault in the rock before the tube was built. What? You mean they knew
1: they'd have trouble and yes, still went ahead... Yes, sir, of...
2: brother. But Morgan went through with the subway anyhow, oh, probably like because that. he was getting a rake off from the contractors. Not sure. And then after the cave-in, when all those people were killed and hurt, uh-huh. he puts out a statement saying the fault had developed in the rock after the tube went through. Wow, that is something. Look, Candy, you say you have a photostat of the original engineer's report. I said I had it. I like got dope. I was carrying it with me last night to show you when Morgan's muscle men jumped me.
6: Well,
2: here goes your evidence and your case. Not quite. Huh? You see, it looks as if Morgan is still jumpy. Figuring if I smelled out the truth, somebody else might, too. Why do you say that? Because otherwise, when he saw Jim nosing around the cave-in, or his stooges did, they wouldn't bother getting him out of the way. That could be. Oh, if I only knew where Morgan was. At his office or his house. No, 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 he's... he's What's the matter? Uh, uh, Just a little woozy for a second. All right. All right, let's go, Well, Jim. just a minute, Candy. Morgan's out of town, and nobody apparently knows where he went. Oh, baloney. He was in town yesterday morning. He I was? saw him in his office. And he told me to... I told him to come clean, or I'd bust him high, wide, and handsome. Oh, that's the answer. That explains why he promptly left town on vacation for three weeks and didn't even tell the mayor where he was going. No. Sure. Sure. He said he wanted complete rest and quiet. Well, how do you like that, cutie? As soon as I left, he turned his dogs on me, then hopped out of town, so if I lived and squawked, he had himself an alibi. Sure.
7: Wait a minute. I think I can find out where he is.
2: Look, Candy, you get a cab and go home. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Better yet, go to my apartment. You'll be safe there. Go home now? Uh-huh. Are
10: you kidding?
2: Not at all. The doctor says you need rest. The doctor can take the rest for me. Come on, oh, look, come on. I quit I- arguing and get going. We've well, got done. to find Jim. Yeah, I know better not i be with you. All, all right, come on. Where? First stop, City Hall. vacation. Is there anything I can do for you? That's his the thing. only Carry thing on. you can do for us is tell us where he is. Why, I,
7: I don't know, Mr. Myers. Don't give us that. I tell Can't... you, I don't know. Mr. Morgan was very tired. Yeah, yeah, but I know why he was so easy, tired. And easy. So he decided to take his vacation a little earlier than he had planned. I know why he did that, too. But where in places did he go? No one knows where he is, Mr. Myers. All he told us, any of us, even his sister, with whom he makes his home, is that he was going fishing somewhere where he could have complete rest and no interruption. Ain't that
2: just peach. Candy, please. Now look, Mr. Tyson, isn't it all necessary that we see Mr. Morgan now? Hey, are you kidding? All we want to do is leave a message for him. A message? Now, wait a minute. You can give it to him whenever he comes back. Well, yeah, I, have I... You've gone nuts. Now, will you be quiet, Candy, or must I pick you up on the scruff of the neck and deposit you outside? Okay, okay, I don't get it. This is the message for Commissioner Morgan, Mr. Tyson. Just tell him... Get this now. Tell Mr. Morgan, the frost kills the leaves, and the frost is expected early this year.
7: Huh? The frost kills the... Will you please repeat that, Mr. Kent? I said the frost kills
2: the leaves. And the frost is expected early this year. Very early. Have you got that? Why, uh, I guess, but what... You tell Mr. Morgan the message is from Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. I'm sure he'll be very much interested. Yes, sir, but... but... Come on, Candy. Good day, Mr. Tyson. Uh, Good day. Now, wait.
6: Come along.
2: No, listen, will you? Wait, come along. Uh, 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 I know what I'm I'm doing. I think you're nuts. nuts. Oh, Candy, You idiot. Almost gave the show away. I tell you, you're nuts. Loco. Off the rail. We come in here to find out where Morgan is
6: so we can find Jim and say
2: keep your voice down. And you make with the wacky talk.
7: The fruit kills the leaves. Mr. My please. Now look. In just about half a minute, if all goes well, I'll have the answers. You'll have what answers? I'll know where Clint Morgan is. And maybe
2: where Jim is, too. Likely, Candy Myers stares at Clark Kent as they stand in the corridor outside Building Commissioner Clint Morgan's office. What does Kent mean? In the corridor of the city hall outside Building Commissioner Clint Morgan's office, Clark Kent has just startled Candy Myers by saying... just about half a minute, Candy, if all goes well, I'll know where Clint Morgan is. And maybe where Jim is, too. What? How will you know? Never mind. Be quiet now. Here it comes. Here what comes? What are you staring at the door for? Candy, please. Okay, but if you ask me, you've got conflict. Wait a minute. Shh.
6: Okay, I've got it.
2: Brother, I don't know what you've got, but I know what you need. A straight check. Now, will you please tell me listen, what... Listen, I know where Cliff Morgan is. You, you do? Yes. Tyson just called him to give him my message, as I knew he would. So... Well, how did you know he called him? We're out here in the hall. Never home. mind how I know. Now, listen, you get over to the Daily Planet and wait for me or my phone call. Within two minutes, I'll be with Mr. Morgan. And if we get straight, with Jim, too. So long, now.
6: Kent! Uh, uh, wait! Kent!
7: So help me. I think the guy's gone completely off his nut.
2: Shaking his head pityingly, Candy Myers watches Clark Kent hurry away around a bend in the corridor. Unaware that Kent is Superman, and that as Superman he saw and heard enough through Commissioner Morgan's closed door to galvanize him into action. What did Kent hear? Will whatever it is lead him to Olsen? Tomorrow's tenth episode is packed with action and suspense. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. <laughs> And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: Behold my glasses. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot box of prizes not to your every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga!
6: To
4: the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo!
0: Woo! Total Browsers! With, huh? wow, with cuts starting as low as 1199 per month, those are packs just about for all the To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and
4: claim your exclusive offer! That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate! Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate! Did it?
2: P.E.P. E- Pep <laughs> Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal presents the Adventures of Superman.
6: <laughs> Today, our Man of
2: Steel, through his usual superpower, having located Clint Morgan's secret whereabouts, rockets to the little town fifty miles away to continue his search. <laughs> Before we continue with today's episode in the Adventures of Superman, we'd like you to meet Commander Joseph M. Stack, an ex-GI of World War I, who is National Commander-in-Chief of the Veterans of Foreign Wars of the United States.
8: Commander Stack. Hello, fellows and girls. Ever since the very first time we heard Superman over the air, I guess every American has cheered him on in his daring and dangerous adventures. And even beyond that, we've learned to think of him as a champion of right over wrong, the champion of justice. Today we look to Superman as an enemy of prejudice and intolerance and all other evil forces that threaten democracy. We, the veterans of foreign wars of the United States, an organization of two million men who have fought overseas against the enemies of democracy, believe that Superman, through his daily adventures on this program, serves as an inspiration to all of us to think, act, and live the American way. Because of this, and because we feel this program makes an outstanding contribution to real American democracy, I have the pleasure of awarding, on behalf of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, a citation of merit to Superman and to Mr. Harry Donenfeld, president of Superman D.C. Publications, who was responsible for putting Superman on the air, and to the Kellogg Company, whose sponsorship makes this program possible. Will you honor us with your acceptance, Mr. Donnenfeld?
7: The honor is mine, Commander Stack. Credit, however, should not go to me, but to the men who produce and write the series to the cast and to the sponsors. On behalf of all concerned, I accept the citation with much pride and many thanks. And we want you to know that here at home, we will continue to fight for every good American against the forces of intolerance and injustice. I'm sure I can speak for all of us and for the fellows and girls listening in. Again, many thanks from all of us.
2: And now, the adventures of Superman. An investigation begun by private detective Candy Myers of a recent subway disaster has resulted in the abduction of cub reporter Jimmy Olsen. Candy told Mark Kent he was certain that Clint Morgan, Metropolis building commissioner, was responsible because he feared Candy's investigation in which Jim was involved would show him to be at fault for the disaster. Morgan, however, had left the city, presumably on a vacation, and his destination was a secret. But Kent tricked Morgan's secretary into phoning his employer after Kent had left the office, and by using his super sense of hearing, overheard the phone number from the corridor. As we continue now, Cantus Superman has rocketed to the little village of Westbrook, 50 miles from Metropolis, and once more in his guise of the mild-mannered reporter, is in the local telephone exchange where he is speaking to the manager. Listen. I'd like the name and address of the party whose phone number is Westbrook 162. I'm sorry, sir, but we're not permitted to give that information. This is terribly important. Look, my name is Clark Kent. I'm a reporter from the Metropolis Daily Planet. I'm sorry, Mr. Kent, we're not permitted to give that information. I know, I know, but this is a matter of life or death. A boy's life is at stake. I wish I could help you, Mr. Kent. I really do, but we have strict... All right, all right, all right. Must be some way... Wait a minute, of course, the local phone book. Won't take me long to go through that skinny little book and get the information. (laughs) Westbrook, Westbrook 250, Westbrook 377, 324... Oh, here we are, Westbrook
6: 162.
2: Now, let's see, Happy Acres Farm, what a name, Pond Road. Now, that fella says he isn't permitted to tell me where Pond Road is. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh... Did you find it, Mr. Kent? Yes, it's Happy Acres Farm, Pond Road. Oh, oh I'm very could...
7: glad. You really had me quite worried when you said a boy's life was at stake. Yes, but as Lord. I said, we have very strict rules... I understand. And... Now, now,
2: tell me, please. Where is Pond Road and Happy Acres Farm? Well, it's several miles away, much too far to well, walk. please, just tell me where Happy Acres Farm is. I'll manage to get there, all right? Well, just as you say, now, you go four... No, about five miles out on the highway until you come to a crossroads. Uh-huh. There's a small store, there with two gas pumps. You can't miss it. You take a right. <laughs> away. After getting the directions, Clark Kent leaves the telephone exchange hurriedly, steps behind a large tree, and strips to the blue costume and red cape of Superman. Then, up,
6: up, and away!
2: Over the little village, Superman veers and streaks away through the sunny skies, cape streaming in the wind. He rockets above brooks, and woodland, plowed farmlands, swerves right at a crossroads, and then checks his flight above a huge farm surrounded by freshly painted white fences and red barns. There, on the veranda of a house painted a dazzling white with vivid red shutters, he sees a middle-aged, paunchy man in shirt sleeves who stands scowling, his hands sunk in his pockets. Well, that's Clint Morgan on the veranda, but I don't see anyone else except some farmhands in the fields and barns. No sign of Jim. Well, I'll drop down behind that grove of trees, get back into Kent's clothes, and have a showdown with Mr. Morgan. No! Oh! You say you're a clock, Kent? That's right, Mr. Morgan. But, but
3: you can't be. I oh. just spoke to my secretary in Metropolis. That's 50 miles away. You were there in my office just a few minutes ago. Was I? Of course you were. I don't understand. Now, look here, Kent. You're playing some kind of a trick on me. No, I'm not. You are. Uh, you couldn't be here in Metropolis ten minutes ago. That's impossible. And what did that message of yours mean? What? The frost kills the leaves, and and we expect an early frost this year.
2: <laughs> or some nonsense like that. I figured your secretary would be curious enough to about that message to phone you, which he did. And so he tipped me off to where you are. What? Now look here. No, no, you look here, Mr. Morgan. We've wasted enough time. Where's Jim Olson? Who? Jim Olson. I know you had him put away somewhere because he took some samples of concrete from the subway cave-in. What? You did that because you were afraid he'd discover the same thing Candy Myers did. That you were responsible for the cave-in on the new Ninth Avenue subway.
6: I was, I was not Save oh, your I... breath,
2: Morgan. Save your breath. You had Candy beaten up for the same reason, and his evidence against you stolen. You figured that would get him off your trail. You're crazy. I never had Candy Myers beaten up. No. And I didn't have Jim Olson, whoever he is, put away either. I never even heard of him. Now, look, Morgan. Jim's not only my friend, but he's a Daily Planet reporter. Now, I warn you. If you harm a hair of his head, we'll finish your political career and put you behind bars. Do you understand? Oh, look here. Who do you think you are threatening? I'm not threatening. I'm stating facts. Now, tell me where Jim Olson is, or it'll be too bad for you.
3: I tell you for the last time, I don't know. What kind of a punk reporter are you? Accusing me, the building commissioner of Metropolis, of beating up detectives and kidnapping newspaper reporters. Oh, you must be crazy.
2: Oh, no, I'm not. I know where. You don't know anything. Oh, dear, you accuse me of being responsible for that subway cave. Because you were. Candy had a copy of the original engineer's report showing the fault in the rock. That report was first submitted to you. But
3: you ordered the subway tube to be put through anyway. I tell you, the fault developed after the tube was built. Huh. Neither you nor anyone else can prove otherwise. We can and we will.
8: But
2: right now, I want to know where Jim Olsen is. I tell you, I don't know. Now, now beat it. <laughs> You're not a very good actor, Morgan. You're scared. You can see it written all over you. Oh, look, uh, are you going to beat it, or am I going to have you thrown out on your ear? Scared, and you're a rotten actor. You gave yourself away when you denied being responsible for the subway cave-in. I told you, Your, can't your eyes it. give you away every time you lie. How oh, are you going to get out of here? Hey, this is a beautiful layout you have here. Don't tell me you bought this swell farm on your salary as building commissioner. Farm isn't mine. Oh, no. Whose is it? None of your business. The initials on the ashtrays are M.R. M.R. You want to tell me who that is? I can easily find out, you know. Go ahead, find out now. All get right, it. all right, all right. I'm going, Mr. Morgan. But you'll see me again quite soon, I think. These ashtrays are very interesting, very interesting. They tell me a lot. Leaving Morgan scowling worriedly after him, Clark Kent walks to the road, steps out of sight behind some trees, and swiftly resumes his true identity of Superman.
6: Well, the initials
2: on those ashtrays were the tip-off. If I'm right. I'll find Jim in a hurry. There we are, all set.
1: Up, up, and away!
2: Once more, taking to the sky, Superman streaks back toward Metropolis, where, at this moment, in Perry White's office in the Daily Planet... Gray-haired editor saying to Lois Lane,
7: Uh it's after four o'clock and still no word about Jim.
2: I don't know what to think, Lois.
9: Just relax, Chief. Candy Myers said Clark Kent told him he knew where Clint Morgan is. Now, Candy, sure, Morgan had Jim abducted, so that I if he... don't believe it. But Candy said... I don't care what
2: he said. I've known Morgan for a long time. He's a holdover from the old Mark Higgins regime. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw the insurance building. Look, but he's a pussy-footing politician, not a rough, tough ward boss like his old chief Higgins. He hasn't the nerve to get mixed up with beating detectives and snatching reporters.
9: But Candy is sure Morgan knows where Jim is, and if Clark does find Morgan, oh, there's then nothing we'll... in it. I can do nothing in it. Don't say that, Chief. Please, it's our only chance,
7: it's our last hope. Okay, okay. I know we're not like that, Lois. I'm calling on Inspector Henderson and his force. I make a lot of cracks about Henderson when I'm
2: mad. But he's a fine young man. What the hell? it's terrible!
9: What Terrible beast. Come on,
2: quick. Oh,
9: golly, Craper, come on! What are you talking about? Mr. Kidd's office. Oh, golly, oh my god. Oh, come on, Chief. Let's see what Beanie's talking about.
2: His hair standing on end, his eyes popping, copyboy Beanie Martin turns and races toward Clark Kent's office, closely followed by Perry White and Lois Lane. What has happened? Beanie Martin has just brought Perry White and Lois Lane to Clark Kent's office. There, rushing to the window, Beanie points upward with a shaking hand to where, 45 stories above the street, a human figure dangles from one of the massive hands of the clock on the insurance company building.
9: Good heavens. Chief, look. Now, yeah, look at the guy hanging from the insurance company clock.
2: Godfrey, God, how do you ever get up there? I can't
9: imagine. Oh, dear, he'll set off. Oh, these, I got him from... Oh, golly, look. Let me have him, Beanie. Oh, Chief, if the clock hands break. Oh, there, I can see him clearly now. <gasps> Great heavens. Yeah. You see, Miss See what? See what? what it's what, what, what's this? Jim, Chief. Jim? Yes, that figure dangling from the clock is
6: Jim. Jim Olsen.
2: A face like wax. Lois stares through the binoculars to the clock 45 stories above the street, where the tiny figure of Jimmy Olson swings precariously from one of the clock's great hands. At any moment, the clock hand may break, or Jimmy may lose his grip. How did he get in this amazing and perilous predicament? And what will happen? Tomorrow's exciting episode tells the story, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine
6: Serial.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings with a single bound. Look up in the sky.
6: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
2: Kellogg's Pep. P E P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman returns to his office to find Perry White, Lois Lane, and Beanie Martin helplessly standing by as Jimmy Olsen perilously dangles from a huge block 45 stories above the street. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, even if you tried, I'll bet you couldn't think of more exciting prizes than you find in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Mind you, not just one kind of prize, but three different kinds. One or the other in each package of pets you open. And are all three kinds fun to collect? Why, take, for instance, those bright-colored comic buttons, each picturing a favorite comic strip character. Will you look slick with all 18 of them pinned on your jacket or your beanie cap? Or take that snappy series of seven pet muddle planes, made of colored cardboard and a cinch to put together. Or those 24 full-colored bird pictures, each with a description helping make you a mighty wise bird yourself. You'll find one or the other of these three kinds of prizes in every package of Kellogg's Pep. And say, while you're collecting them, you'll be putting in some prize-winning eating, too. Sure, just think of Pep's keen, brisk flavor, the light, fresh, catchy flavor in those crisp flakes of whole wheat. Yes, sir, a bowl of Pep really sends you. In fact, from every angle, Pep's a prize dish. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and look for the prize inside your package. And now the adventures of Superman Believing that a recent subway disaster in Metropolis stemmed from corruption in the city government Private detective Candy Myers conducted a one-man investigation Then, satisfied that his suspicions were well-founded, he offered Clark Kent a scoop But before he could talk, Candy was ambushed and beaten up And the next day, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen was abducted While Kent searched for Jim, Beanie Martin, head copy boy at the Daily Planet, made a startling discovery Angling from one of the hands of the huge insurance company clock, 45 stories above the street, was a tiny human figure. Hastily summoning Editor Perry White and Lois Lane to the window in Kent's office, which overlooked the insurance building, Beanie pressed a pair of binoculars into Lois's hands. And as we continue now, Lois gasps as she focuses the binoculars on the clock. Listen.
9: Good heavens, Chief! It's Jim. Jim, Jim, where? Hanging from the insurance building clock. It's Jim, I tell you. What? Sure it is, Mr. Ford.
7: Oh, you're, you're, you're a joke.
9: I am not. Here, here are the binoculars. See for yourself. Uh,
7: give him to me. Now, uh, let me see. Uh, where?
9: Right there, on the minute hand. But let us... Good God, God it.
7: it is Jim. Of course it is. What do we do, Chief? Oh, what do we do? I don't know, but do something fast. Uh, call Inspector Henderson. Call the fire department. Now, but, uh, but, Don't just stand there, Beanie. Okay.
9: Oh God. Wait a minute. The police are already oh. down there in the street and the fire department, too. Somebody wants to call. them. Then away. why
2: don't they do something? The boy won't be able to hang on much longer. Uh, Jim, look out. What, what out. is it? What is it? Uh, one of his hands slipped. Oh, Jim! He's just hanging on the one hand now. Oh, why doesn't somebody do something? Come on, what's the matter with the fire
9: department? Well, they got their ladders up, see, but they don't go more than halfway to the corner. They've got to do
2: something before.
7: No, Jim, Jim. What
9: is it, Chief? Uh, now one. The clock hand.
7: The one Jim's hanging to it. He slipped down. Oh. What? there? They're slipping again. Oh. oh, I can't look anymore. Oh,
1: the poor kitty! he hasn't a chance. Who oh, hasn't a chance? Can't. Can't. Oh, Clark, Jim, he's what about up there on the insurance building clock, Mr. Kent. What?
2: Here, take these binoculars. Yes, look
1: for yourself. Oh, no, he hasn't
2: a chance, not a chance. Oh, the poor kid. Wait, oh, Scott. Scott. Now, the clock slipping down, it's, he's going to break. Where are you going? Stay where you are, I'll be right back.
1: In the White's office. Oh, thank goodness nobody's in here. This is a job for Superman.
2: Now, out of these clothes fast. Oh. Yeah. How in the world did Jim ever get up there? He... oh That clock hand's breaking. Jim's falling. Out through the window. Away! Diving through very White's closed window, Superman flashes upward and rounds the corner of the Daily Planet building as Jimmy Olsen, his grip broken, plummets down toward the street below, where gasping, awestricken crowds scatter in frantic haste. Twisting and whirling, he falls halfway to the street when suddenly, a streak of red and blue cleaves through the air like a meteoric arrow. The boy as lightly as a feather and rockets upward with him again to disappear through Editor White's shattered window on the Daily Planet. A moment later, once again in his guise and garb of kit, Superman is joined by Perry White and Lois Lane, both frantic with worry.
9: Jimmy, Jim, you all right? Hi. Jimmy, speak to me.
10: Sure. Sure, I'm okay, Miss Lane. I guess. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, no, that's I fine. fine.
2: And now, young man, since you have succeeded in scaring us nearly out of our wits, perhaps you'll tell us what in thunder you were doing up there on that clock. But
10: to tell you the truth, Chief, I don't know. You don't you, know? What do you mean? What
2: do you mean, Jim? How did you get up there?
10: I, I don't know, Mr. Kent. Honest, I don't. You don't.
2: Now, look here. Just a moment, Chief. He's been through a pretty shocking experience, so let's take it easy with him. All right, Jim, suppose you start at the beginning now and tell us what happened. You'll probably remember the rest of it as you go along.
10: Oh, okay, I'll try. Let's see ya. I remember those guys grabbing me at the subway cave-in when I was with Miss Lane. Uh, Did you find out who they were? No. All I know is they threw me into their car and drove a little way. I couldn't see where I was down on the bottom of the car. Yes? Then I heard one of them say, we'll teach the little punk to mind his own business. Right after that, something hit me behind the ear. Good heavens! That's all I really remember. The rest is like... like a hazy dream. Except... Oh, I kind of remember picking myself up in the park. In the park? Yeah, that's right.
2: You must have thrown him out of the car in the park. Go on, Jim.
10: Yeah. Well, everything was misty, like in a fog. The only thing I seemed to see clearly was the clock on the insurance building. It, it was kind
7: of shining. From the reflection of the sun, I suppose. Then what, Jim?
10: Well, it, it kind of registered I had to go that way. Toward the clock, I mean. Uh-huh. I guess I realized that was the way to of the office, and it was the funniest thing. After a while, I, I couldn't see anything but the clock. Of course, you poor kid. You're obviously only half conscious. I guess so. I, I didn't really know what I was doing. Something just kept telling me I had to get to the clock. And that's all I remember till I woke up and found I was on the clock. Hanging on to one of the hands. Good, Good grief. But How did you get up there?
2: You must remember that.
10: No. Oh, I don't remember that, Mr. Kent. Oh,
2: that's impossible. You must have There's known... only one way you could have got up there. You probably took the elevator to the top floor and climbed out of a window. Probably in a stairwell. There's a very narrow ledge there, not more than six inches wide. And you must have made your way along it until you got to the clock.
10: A six-inch ledge? Forty-five stories above the street. Oh, don't remind me about it, Miss Lane. But why? Why did he do it? I can't see... He told
2: you, it, Chief. He just told you the only thing that registered on Jim in his half-conscious state was the insurance building clock. It... Well, it, it, it became a fixation to him. To his subconscious, it meant home, comfort, health. He just had to keep going until he actually had his hands on that clock.
10: Yeah, and I wouldn't be here now if not for Superman. Golly, I wish he'd stuck around until I could thank
7: him. Well, never mind that. The important thing is that you're all right. Yes, and another important thing is to get our hands on
2: the hoodlum who were responsible for this outrage.
9: Oh, if only we knew who they were.
2: We have a pretty good idea who they were, Lois.
9: What do you mean? Well, oh,
2: Kent same gang who beat up Candy Myers and who were responsible for the subway disaster last month. Well, who said so? It's obvious because Jim was grabbed after he took some samples of the concrete and soil from the cave in. And besides, take a look at this. What is what's it? What's that? Why, why it's a handkerchief. Yes, a cheap handkerchief like the one that was found in Candy's hand after he was beaten up. And uh, look what's printed on it. Let's see.
9: Keep your nose clean. Why,
10: that's...
2: What? Sa- well, that's just what I said on the other handkerchief. Holy
10: huh? smokes. Where did you find this, Mr. Kent?
2: It was sticking out of your jacket pocket when I, uh, when Superman rescued you. Gee
10: whiz. Is... Well,
9: then...
2: Then you're right. It was the same gang that beat up Candy. And this makes it look as if the subway cave-in wasn't just an unfortunate accident, as Building Commissioner Morgan said. Something must have been wrong. And Morgan was afraid the public would find out about it. And Morgan must... No, 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 wait, Chief. The real criminal is someone else. So well, what do you mean? Mr. Oh. Kent? Well, I don't want to name him unless I'm absolutely sure, and until I have the goods on him. But I'll tell you this much... Unless we get him dead to rights and get him fast. That subway disaster last month is only peanuts to what might happen in Metropolis.
9: What huh? do you mean, Clark? What are you talking
2: about, Kent? Come on, come on, come on. Please, please. don't insist, Chief. I tell you I'd rather not name him yet. Because if I did, well, I might endanger you and Lois. Me and Lois? What
9: are you talking
8: about, later, Clark?
2: Later, later. Right now, Mr. White and I are going places. Get your hat, Chief. Oh,
8: what for? Where are we going?
2: To get the goods on the man responsible for the subway cave in. For beating up Candy Myers and for almost causing Jim to lose his life. But then come on, will you? told you, unless we move fast, what's happened so far is nothing compared to what might happen. So grab your hat and let's go. Taking Perry White's arm, Clark Kent fairly propels him from the office. Clark Kent and editor Perry White have just arrived at the scene of the recent subway disaster where they find the cave-in is boarded over, with traffic already running over heavy planking. Two men are just about to mount to the seat of a huge steam shovel, which has been moved to the curb. Uh-oh. Looks bad, Chief. What is? What are you talking about, Kent? I wish you'd told me why you dragged me out here.
1: I told you. Get the evidence against the man who's responsible for the subway cave-in.
2: And who beat up Candy and Jim. What evidence? The evidence that was in the caved-in tube. But it's all gone now.
1: The tube is as clean as a whistle. Well, now what do we do, Chief? How are we going to trap the rat behind all this before something much worse happens? <laughs>
2: dismayed, Clark Kent stares at the long pit beneath the street. Empty now of all incriminating evidence against the man who Kent says was responsible for the worst subway disaster in the history of Metropolis and for the vicious attacks upon Candy Myers and Jimmy Olsen. Unless this man is brought to justice swiftly, Kent said, many more serious disasters might occur. Who is this mysterious man and what can Kent do now? Angered as he has rarely been before, Kent intends to do something about it swiftly, and tomorrow he goes into action, so be sure to be with us then. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, Adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane.
2: It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P E Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman. Clark Kent and editor Perry White are confronted with no evidence to back up their suspicions. The subway wreck had been completely cleaned up, smooth as a whistle. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Ann McCullough. You know, when you're about to pour cool, cool milk on your dish of Kellogg's pep, it's kind of fun to think how many others of the gang in thousands and thousands of homes are just about to dig into those cool, crisp flakes of whole wheat, too. Sure. And every morning when they take in that first mouthful of catchy, brisk pep flavor, most likely they think just what you do, that pep is super, pep's terrific. And chances are they're all excited, too, about those swell pep prizes and guessing which one of pep's three kinds of prizes they'll get in their next package. Say, uh, how are you coming with your own prize collecting, gang? Have you got all seven of those colored cardboard models of fighting planes? Might be one in your next package of pep, you know. Or your next prize could be one of 24 new full-color bird pictures with a full description. So you'll be hep on those birds wherever you see them. Or could be your next pep prize will be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing a famous comic strip character. Believe me, a whole collection of 18 will make a real show on your beanie cap or your jacket. So step lively, gang. Step right up and ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and look for the prize inside your package. Now, the adventures of Superman. Because of their zeal in investigating a recent subway disaster, private detective Candy Myers was ambushed and beaten up, and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen narrowly escaped with his life. Candy was certain that Clint Morgan, Metropolis Building Commissioner, was responsible for the attacks on him and Jimmy, as well as for the subway disaster. But after interviewing Morgan, Clark Kent decided that the real criminal was someone else, someone whose name Kent thought he knew. With a set of Perry White, he went to the subway cave in to pick up conclusive proof, only to find the underground tube cleared of all rubble and
5: wreckage. Dismayed, made. Kent says.
2: Now, how am I going to get the goods on Mike Ricky, Chief? On whom? Mike Ricky, otherwise known as Fat Mike.
5: Fat Mike Ricky? Oh, you mean the contractor? That's right. He
2: built this new subway. And in the last year or two, since Clint Morgan got to be the building commissioner, Ricky's built a lot of other things for the city. A couple of bridges, playgrounds, public swimming pools. He's made a fortune out of his city
5: contracts. Why do you think Ricky's behind this? I thought Clint Morgan. I found Morgan very much worried, hiding out on Ricky's million dollar farm. Tie up is obvious. Of course. You figure he has been jipping the building specifications with Morgan's cooperation, that sort of thing, huh? I'm
2: sure he has. New subway tubes don't just cave in. Yeah, but now what do we do? Ricky must have suspected we'd come back for more samples to use as evidence. So he had his crew work like beavers and got this hole all cleaned
1: up.
5: Samples?
2: Oh, you mean... The concrete he used in the tube, yes. An analysis would show whether it was up to specifications or not.
1: But heaven only knows where it is now.
2: Wait a minute. Come on, Chief. Where? That steam shovel across the street. It's just starting to pull away. See what it says on the cab? Yeah.
5: Riggy Construction Company. What about it? I've got an
2: idea. Uh,
1: just a minute, mister. Uh, what do you want, Mac?
5: A
2: little information.
5: Can you tell That's me where to... stop on the corner. i
7: got to get this shovel back to the yard before dark. This will only
1: take a
10: minute.
1: I'd like to know where all the stuff you dug out of the cave in the concrete rubble was taken.
10: In your father's mustache. Now, scramble. My... Now, wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. I'll be glad to pay
2: to uh, indulge my curiosity. Here. Here's ten dollars. Ten bucks,
7: eh? Uh huh. Well, I tell you, Mister, we had orders not to say where that stuff was going.
5: Not the
7: ten. Wait a minute. But now the stuff is all gone. I can't see any harm in telling where it is, especially since it ain't worth nothing in the first place. And even
2: if it was, nobody could get out of it now. What do you mean nobody can get out? Because by this time, it's at the bottom of the Metropolis
5: Harbor. Uh oh. Oh, thanks. Forget it. See you
6: again sometime.
5: Well, that's that, Kent. Maybe not. It is. Even if we hired a diver to go down to the harbor for the samples of that concrete, it wouldn't do us any good. We can't prove it came from the subway cave in. Which is exactly what Mike Ricky planned.
2: But... But what? I just thought of something. Wait here, Chief. Where are you going now? I'll see you back at the office, Chief. What do you mean? Where are you going? I'm following a hunch and a prayer.
7: Come back here, Kent. Now, let's see. Where can I change clothes? All these people around, i and losing time. You know, there's only one thing to do. Around this corner, of the Chief's sight.
2: Here we are. Now, to that skyscraper roof Up! Up! take a chance like that, dressed as Clark Kent. But every second counts. Now, out of these clothes. The last truck might not be at the harbor yet, and if it isn't, there's a chance for Superman to take care of Mr. Rickey. There we are, all set.
6: Up, up, and away! (laughs)
2: Leaping up from the skyscraper roof, Superman streaks away toward Metropolis Harbor. Red cape streaming in the wind, he flashes across the great city. Comes within view of the harbor, which is dotted with shipping, and looks down anxiously. For a moment, he sees nothing. Then a large dump truck backed out on a pier above the harbor catches his eye. That truck on the pier. It's lettered Ricky Construction Company, and it's getting ready to empty into the harbor. Down to it, down!
3: Just a minute, Fran. What the? Holy smokes! Superman! Right. This rubble in the truck, it's from the subway cave isn't it? Yeah. Jeepers, imagine me talking to Superman. Look, do me a favor, will you?
2: Give me your autograph. Well, I'll be glad
3: to. You'll give me yours. Mine? You're kidding. What do you want my autograph for? I want it under a few words testifying
2: that these pieces of broken concrete I'm borrowing from your truck came from the subway cave-in. I don't get it.
3: It's <laughs> important. What do you say? You got a seal. Wait, I got a
2: pencil on some time sheets right here. Good. Me getting Superman's autograph. We like to. Eagerly, the truck driver writes the few words Superman dictates, receives his autograph in return, and then watches open-mouthed as the man of steel leaps high into the air, waves, then veers, and rockets away. Meanwhile, having just returned to his office in the Daily Planet, Editor Perry White is talking to Private Detective Candy Myers.
5: That's what Kent said, Candy. He said he found Clint Morgan, the building commissioner, vacationing secretly on Mike Ricky's farm. Mike Ricky? You mean Fat Mike, the contractor? That's right. Kent is convinced that Ricky gypped the building specifications on the Ninth Avenue subway. Undoubtedly with Morgan's knowledge, and that's why we had that terrible disaster. Kent thinks that, huh? Yes, and I'm inclined to agree with him. Ricky's known as a pretty tough character. I can see him having Jim abducted and you beaten up where I can't see Morgan doing it. Morgan's a soft-spoken pussyfoot in political grafter, not a
2: roughneck. Yeah, that adds up. Mike knew we got the goods on him. He not only would lose his juicy city contracts, but wind up a pen besides. So he had his goons do a job on me and Jim.
5: Looks that way, Candy, but you can't prove it. I'll
2: prove it. How? I'm going to have a little talk with Mike, Ricky. The kind of talk he understands. I'll get the truth out of him. Now, oh, wait a minute. I'll show that dirty rat he can't get away with stuff like that in this town. See you later, Mr. White. Wait, Candy, he's a bad actor. Who am I when I get riled? And I'm plenty riled now. <laughs> Alarmed, Hurry White can do nothing to stop the enraged Candy Myers, realizing the impulsive detective is heading for serious trouble. And Candy is heading for trouble and into danger. As Candy Myers sets out vengefully to see Mike Ricky. That contractor is in his lavish, vividly decorated penthouse apartment with his henchman known as Shortcake and Building Commissioner Clint Morgan. Both Ricky and the undersized Shortcake wear bright-colored sports jackets and two-toned sports shoes. Morgan, dressed conservatively, looks deeply worried.
3: Well, I tell you, Mike, this first car Kent is discover. He tricked my secretary into letting out where I was. Then when he saw your initials on in the ash trees at your farm... He said he knew whose farm it was. So what, Clint? So what? Sure, so what? Well, I'm afraid he'll find out other things that he shouldn't. Yeah, well, don't you worry about that. He won't find out anything.
9: Yeah, don't you worry. He won't find out
3: nothing. Well, I'm not so sure. He I might... tell you, he won't find out anything, so stop worrying, will you? The only thing that could put us behind the eight ball is the concrete in the subway cave-in. And every scrap of that is on the bottom of the Metropolis Harbor right now. Right, Shark Absolutely, boys. Well, you see, Clinch, you ain't got a thing to worry about. No, not a thing. Well, all right, if you're sure, Mike. Wait a minute. Hello? Yeah. Who? Oh, yeah, surety. What gives? Who has? Kent. You mean Clark Kent, the reporter? What about Kent? Shut up, will you? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Eddie. Yeah, keep talking. Huh? Yeah? He did, eh? Huh? Why, that dirty. Sure, sure, I can figure that out for myself. Okay, Eddie, I'll take care of it, yeah. Yeah, 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 so long. What happened, Mike? What about Clark Kent? Well, this ain't so good, Clint. Oh, what, what do you mean? Tell me, what happened? Well, Kent was nosing around the cave in this afternoon only he found out from a steam shovel man where we were dumping that stuff in the busted tube. Yes? A little later, some guy shows up at the harbor. Just when one of my trucks is going to dump the last load. And this guy gets some of the busted concrete. Some of the busted concrete? Yeah. Who was it, Kent? No, no. Kent didn't have time to get to the harbor. He must have called up somebody near there. And I figured the guy he called up is Candy Myers. That private eye I thought I cooled off the other night. You see, he lives right near the harbor. And Eddie says he's a pal of Kent's.
9: Yeah, that's what it must
3: have been for. I don't like this, Mike. No, I don't like it either. If they get that concrete analyzed and compared with the building specifications, I'm in the suit. Oh, you and me both. What, What are we going to do? What we gotta do. We gotta take care of those two Reisenheimers, Kent and Candy Myers, and we gotta do it quick. Hey, right, boys, we gotta. Quiet, go. Shortcake. But, but that would be murder. So right? what? Do you rather go to jail? Well, well all right. Then no, but shut up, up then. will you? I gotta think.
9: Yeah, shut up. The boys got Hey, what's that? The buzzer from downstairs. Yeah,
3: see who it is, Shortcake. Yeah, okay, boy.
9: Yeah? What's cooking, young head? What? No kidding. Wait a minute. Hey, boys, Candy Myers is downstairs. He wants to see you.
3: Myers? Is he alone? Wait a minute.
9: Is he alone, Chunkhead? Yeah, he's all alone, boy.
3: (laughs) Well, say, ain't that just Andy. This makes it nice and easy. Have him come up, Shortcake. (laughs) Have him come right up.
2: Opening a drawer of his elaborately inlaid desk, that Mike Ricky closes his hand around a revolver, then waits expectantly for Candy Myers to appear. Candy is walking directly into a death trap, while Superman is unaware of this latest development. What will happen? The moment is tense with suspense, gang, so don't miss Monday's exciting episode. Tune in same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman D.C. comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.